Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdi allahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh amma ba'd قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم to start the khutbah first i like to thank allah azza wa jal who gave us another chance in our lives to witness the month of ramadan and we ask allah azza wa jal to accept our siyam fasting our qiyam the late night prayers our ruku', sujood, prostrations, recitation of the Qur'an, the sadaqat that we paid in the month of Ramadan, and all other kinds of ibadat that we perform in this blessed month of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have all our sins, shortcomings, mistakes, negligence forgiven. We hope to have a fresh start without any negative balance in our mizan, in our balance. And we hope that we have attained the aforementioned goal of attaining the taqwa, as Allah Azza wa says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ السُّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O oh, you who believe, the fasting has been prescribed to you as it was prescribed to the previous nations, Perhaps you will attain the taqwa, the consciousness of Allah Azza wa Jal, the awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to keep this consciousness of Allah Azza wa Jal that we have attained in this month of Ramadan throughout the rest of the year. And yes, this is the day of celebration for all of us, the Eid. Because Allah Azza wa Jal has made this day for the celebration for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And it is an honor for me to address such a gracious part of the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Even though it is a moment of joy, at the same time, it is a time that gives us some heavy-heartedness, feel pain as well. I don't want to make it a sad story only here in this khutbah at this joyous time. 
But we cannot forget our brothers and sisters around the world and the mankind at large. Because at the end of the day, we are the part of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to whom this task has been given to, to take this message of the mercy to the mankind and provide the justice to mankind. And Allah Azza wa Jal has appointed us as the best Ummah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمَرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْحَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that you are the best nation raised for the mankind. This is a great title Allah Azza wa Jal has given to us. This is enough for us to be joyous. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen us to be the best nation. But with a condition and a task. Why are this nation raised for the mankind? And we enjoin the good, forbid the evil, and we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَتًا لِتَكُونُ شُحَدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ وَيَكُونُ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْكُمْ شَهِيدًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we have made you the just ummah, the ummah that provides the justice to the mankind. And not only that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us the witnesses over the mankind. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the witness over us. And we are well aware of this. This is part of our belief that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he conveyed the message in the best possible manner a human being can do. Now it is on us. The task has been passed on to us. This torch has been passed on to us. The task of carrying the justice to the mankind. While we are the bearer of the justice because Allah Azzawajal has given to us. At the same time, we find ourselves, when we look at Palestine, we look at the Masjid Al-Aqsa, that has become today as part of every Ramadan, that the boots of the Zionists enter into the Masjid Al-Aqsa. And then they humiliate the brothers and sisters in the masjid. The very similar situation we find in India. Many of the brothers and sisters who are here are from India and some continent. And we are very well aware of what is happening over there. The lynching of the Muslim ummah, the brothers and the sisters, raping of the sisters, killing of the brothers and sisters on the, in the street is happening in front of the eyes of the soldiers and the police over there. And there's nobody there to help them out. Even though the ummah over there is over 250 million strong, just in India. And the situation is not better in Kashmir, in Yemen, in Syria, Iraq. And this list goes on and on and on. While we are the one who's supposed to provide the justice to the mankind, unfortunately, we have ended up in a situation, we, see, we seem to see the Muslim brothers and sisters begging at the doors of the people who need this message of justice. Asking them to help us, unfortunately. We know that we have the haq, 
We know we are the one who are supposed to provide justice. We know that we are supposed to lead the mankind, not only the Muslim Ummah alone. Now how can we be like that? And it's not that we were not like that. Muslim Ummah was like that for 13 centuries. 13 centuries. It's not a short period of time. Unfortunately, we are losing our own history. We are forgetting our own history. We are disconnecting ourselves from our own history. And that history of ourselves does not go only back to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This history goes back to the creation of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam. Because we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe Allah is the one who created Adam alayhi salam. And we are the sons and the daughters of Adam and Hawa. That's what our belief system is. So our history goes back all the way to the creation of Adam alayhi salam. So we cannot disconnect ourselves and think ourselves that we are who we are now. We cannot limit ourselves to today's situation of the ummah and think that this situation will not change and will continue to be like that. <coughs> Let me give a glad tidings. This situation will change. And it's not me who's saying that. This is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has promised. It's up to us. We want to be part of that promise to fulfill that promise or Allah will replace us. Sometimes when I talk to, many times I talk to youth as well. And I hear sometimes, people sometimes complain. Man, I wish that I was born in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Yes, we all wish to see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And inshallah, we will all see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Jannah. And we will drink from the hawth from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But that takes something from us. We need action from us. This taqwa that we have attained in the month of Ramadan is not just to carry the taqwa and see, I am muttaqi from now on. This taqwa is gained to produce action. To produce action in the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. To follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the comprehensiveness. Not with the secular mentality that when the month of Ramadan comes, we become all holy. And the month of Ramadan passes away, we're back to normal. Now this month of Ramadan should be taken as one of the means to energize us. It's a reboot for us. Not only in the sense of just to carry the actions, but from the spiritual aspect as well. That's why we hope Allah Azza has forgiven all our mistakes from previous, whatever we have done so far. So that's a reboot from all senses. So let's hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our forgiveness. But let's move on. What is the thing that made the personalities like Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an, and Uthman and Ali and, and on and on and on. What was the thing that caused this? Look, I am going to talk about only one thing and it's not the only one thing. Of course, there are many, many things. But this is the key thing and I will give you some examples for that. What is that thing? That is a mentality to have this mentality that we have to have a victorious mentality. We are the one who have the hub. We are the one who can guide the mankind because we have the message from the creator of the heavens and the earth. If this mentality does not exist, yes, we will end up begging to the ones who themselves need hub, who themselves need guidance. 
So we have to understand, we have to have this mentality that when Allah Azza wa Jalla makes the promise, there is no way that that promise will not be fulfilled. This is why we find in the lives of the Sahaba and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and I'll give a couple of examples, and inshallah I'll wrap it up. I know all of us would like to go back to the families, celebrate the Eid. But at the same time, let's, let's make some pledges here that we want to do something so we can save our skin on the Day of Judgment and enter into the Jannah, the ultimate victory. What I see in the life of Muhammad and the Sahaba is one key thing. They always had this mentality that whatever Allah has revealed, that is the haqq and that will happen. One of the example is when Muhammad was migrating from Mecca to Medina. There was a bounty on the head of Muhammad of hundred red camels. You can think of whatever you want to think in this dunya perspective, that the wealth that you would like to attain in this dunya, that's what it means by 100 red camels at that time. And people were all following Muhammad get his head or somehow get his know about. One of the people, among the kuffar of the Mecca, his name was Raqa bin Malik. He was not a Muslim at that time. He found out the way about Muhammad And he did not want others to know where Muhammad was. Because he wanted to collect a bounty. He started following Muhammad and Abu Bakr. And this story is mentioned by Abu Bakr Siddiq in one of the reports in Sahih Bukhari. And it says that Abu Bakr and Umar was heading towards Medina. And Suraqa bin Malik, one of the, the famous among them, a horseman. He took his horse and he started following Muhammad and Abu Bakr. He saw Rasulullah from far. And Abu Bakr, meaning he saw the, those people that he was expecting to catch up. And he started following them and he saw that his horse's feet sunk into the sand. Now, because of the kind of silliness those kuffar and Makkah had, of omens and all that. So he started draw, doing the draws with the arrows to see is this a bad omen to follow Muhammad or not. He did that and the arrows showed him he should not follow Muhammad. But the, 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 the price and the bounty was too big. Obviously, he put that on the side, he started falling again. Second time again, his feet, uh, the horse's feet sunk into the sand. He did the same thing, same, again, same came out, don't follow him. Third time he did, and he was close to Muhammad and Abu Bakr. And by the way, Abu Bakr was saying to, saying to Rasulullah, he is coming close. Rasulullah said, Inna Allah ma'ana, la tahzan. Don't be sad, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. And that was sufficient for Muhammad. Of course, he was the messenger of Allah. But when he came closer, third time this happened, Suraqa, he realized this is something bad. So he started asking for forgiveness from Muhammad. A kafir. And Rasulullah told him, you go back and make sure do not, nobody comes back on this path. And he also gave him a promise. What was the promise? The promise was that he will be given Sirar Kisra. The bracelet of the Kisra. Kisra was the king of Persia. Suraqa was surprised. He said, Kisra ibn Hormuz. 
That's why because he wants to make sure this is the Kisra he's talking about. Muhammad sallallahu from the some of the people might think, and he is trying to escape Madin Mecca. He was first of all, he was not escaping Mecca. He was not trying to save his life and running away from Meccans. It was a well-planned migration by Muhammad sallallahu by the izan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Assassination attempts on Muhammad sallallahu were done many in the past as well. But here, there was something big was happening in Medina, prepared by Muhammad sallallahu through his sahaba. And the people were waiting for Muhammad sallallahu to come to Medina, so we can give him the authority to rule by Islam. Now, Suraqa, he wanted to have something written. Rasulullah sallallahu had Amr ibn Fuhira, who was with him, to have that writing for him, a kitab, a book written for him, that when Kisra, Will be called, or the Persia will be open, the siwar or the bracelet will be given to Suraqa bin Malik. And he kept it. A kafir, he believed in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this will happen. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had the vision, even at that time, because Allah azza wa jal gave him this news, that the, the superpower of that time, the Persians, they will be conquered by the Muslims. And within a very short period of time, in the time of Umar al-Khattab radiallahu an, it came true. And he was looking for Suraqa, so he can give the siwar to him, the bracelet to him. And subhanallah, one of the riwayat talks about Suraqa radiallahu an, who became a Muslim later on, he was Muslim in the time of Umar al-Khattab. And he was once, before the, the, the Persia was open, he got very sick. To the point, he was on his deathbed. His family members started preparing for his funeral. He became conscious and he asked the family members what's going on. And they said, we were preparing for your funeral. And Suraqa's response was, don't worry, I am not going to die. Why? Because Persia was not open yet. The siwar of the Kisra wasn't handed over him to yet. Because Muhammad wasallam promised him. So he knew that this will happen. And it did happen in his lifetime. And similarly, so the idea here, number one, before I go into the next story and then wrap it up, I want to make sure that we understand that Muhammad was very focused, even in the circumstances, immature eyes might think, oh, this is very gloomy time for Muhammad There are people, the whole Mecca is after him to kill him. And he is giving the glad tidings of <laughs> Persia will be open. Subhanallah. So that's what it means by a victorious mentality because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said something, you move by that. That is mean by the belief system what we have. Similarly, there was a time in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's life, in the time of, which is called the Battle of Trenches, Battle of Ghazwatul Ahzab, Ghazwatul Khandaq, whatever you want to call it. And at that time, the whole Medina was surrounded by the army of 10,000 of the Meccans and other tribes gathered together. And that was sufficient, as the historians talk about, to eliminate the whole population of Medina, if they would have entered. But by the advice of Sulaiman Farsi, Rasulullah wasallam, he dug up the trenches, and he was the first one to start digging up the trench. And 
Sahaba were doing the same thing. And at that one of times, Sahaba were trying to dig up. There was, a, there was a huge rock, stone came, and they were not able to break it. So they asked Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and come and help them. The hadith says, فَأَخَذَ الْمِعْوَلِ فَقَالْ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ فَضَرَبَ ضَرَبَةَ فَكَسَرَ ثُلُثَهَا Rasulullah took an axe or the thing that you use for making the hole in the ground and he hit it. And one third of that stone was broken. And Rasulullah said, Allahu Akbar, Utaytu Mafatiha Sham. Wallahi, inni laubsiru qusuraha al humar al-sa'a. He said, Rasulullah said, I was given the keys of the Sham. Sham was another. Superpower at that time, you're talking about Romans. The keys of, of the sham was given to Rasulullah. He can see it, the Qusuraha, the, 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 the castles, the red castles at that time. And then Rasulullah hit it again, second time. And he said again, Allahu Akbar, wa'atidu mafatih faris. Wallahi inni la usara qasr al madail abyad. Then Rasulullah said this time, when the spark came and the stone was broken, he said, now I was given the keys of the, uh, uh, the Faris, the Persian. And the third time, Rasulullah said, I was given the keys of the Yemen. Now this was a very gloomy situation for Rasulullah and Sahaba. At that time, Rasulullah gives this glad tiding. That he, will be given, he was given the keys of two of the superpowers at that time. Persians and the Romans. And Yemen was another power. So all those keys were given. At that time to have this mentality, instead of thinking, oh we are about to die, all, we are attacked by all, all around. Yes, somebody can say, oh that was because Muhammad was among them. It's easy for them to accept that, to believe that. That is true. But at the same time, we also understand the very same message that Muhammad brought, that message is also preserved. It's not gone. The very same message we have that Muhammad brought, and it is preserved. Why am I saying that? Because Allah promised that He is the one who will preserve it. We are the one who revealed the dhikr. This book of Allah Azza wa Jal, the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, we are the one indeed going to protect it, preserve it. There is no way that this can be lost. So as far as the message goes, we still have it. And as far as that goes, that we are not among Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then let's not forget that Allah is the one who placed us in this time, at this place, whichever family we were born in. And Allah knows that we are the one best for this time. So we cannot blame Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for placing us in this time. He placed us this time in, 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 in whichever location we are at. So this is the best for us. And we will be able to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. So this is the victorious mentality that we have to have. That when we look at the things, we understand that yes, we will be victorious because the promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We have sent, He has been sent, Muhammad sallallahu with the with the guidance, with the deen of haq, deen of truth. So this deen become victorious over all other ways of life, even though the mushrikun, they will detest it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised, as Allah says, 
This is the promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not a promise from a khatib from here, or imam from here, or some, some scholar, or this or that. This is a wada. This is a promise from Allah azza wa jal, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give the authority to those people among us who believe in Allah, who do the righteous deed, and Allah will give them the authority the way Allah gave to the previous people. It's up to us. We want to be the one who fulfilled this promise, or we will be replaced by somebody else who will do so. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are the one who are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't we believe that we have the message that can take the people out of the darkness? Yes, we do. Because Allah said so. Alif Lam Ra Kitabun Anzallahu ilayka litukhrij al-nasa min al-dhulumat ila al-nur. Bi-idhni rabbihim ila surat al-aziz al-hamid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, We have revealed this book to you, Muhammad. So you can take, this book can take the people out of the darkness. Darkness means all the deviated paths except the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except the nur of Islam. There's only one straight path. There's only one right path which is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that path, this book that was given to Muhammad sallallahu that has the solutions for everything that you can think of, imagine of, for, for, for the times from Muhammad sallallahu for 1400 years that we lived, and after today and until the day of judgment, because Allah that we have revealed this book and this book has the solutions that for every problem that you have now do we have this mentality or not that's the key thing that's the mentality Muhammad sallallahu and sahaba had or do we have the mentality yes we have all this but we are going to go and beg the UN we're going to go <laughs> kneel down in front of IMF or World Bank they are the ones who are going to help us or do we think that we have the solutions and we should be providing solutions to mankind? Or we are saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Are you looking for the, for the rulings of the jahiliya, ignorance other than Islam? And what is better than the rule of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So my brothers and sisters, I will conclude with this last ayah. And insha'Allah we'll remember that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hallelujah. O you who believe, answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, Muhammad sallallahu call. So that will give you life. And know that Allah comes in between person and his heart. And verily, to him you shall be gathered. <laughs>
اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد ان شاء الله just like to remind one more thing and inshallah we'll make the dua afterwards one of the key things that we as an ummah are in this situation is because of we are the one who are not living and implementing the deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i'll conclude with this saying of umar bin khattab radiyallahu anhu he said inna kunna adalla qaumin fa'azanna allah bil islam fama huma natlubu al'izzati bi ghayri ma'azan allah bihi adallana allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala umar bin khattab said verily we were a disgraceful disgraceful people and allah honored us with islam the thing that honored the people was islam if we seek honor from anything besides that which allah honored us with allah will disgrace us so the honor only comes from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that comes from islam we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins allahumma innaka afwan tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna allahumma innaka afwan tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna allahumma innaka afwan tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna اللهم تقبل منا صيامنا في رمضان وقيامنا وركوعنا وسجودنا برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم ايد الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم ثبتنا على الاسلام اللهم نور قلوبنا بنور الايمان اللهم اللهم في المؤمنين والمؤمنات الاحياء منهم والاموات اللهم ارزقنا دوله اسلاميه حقيقيه خلافه راشده على منهاج النبوه يكون امامها جنه يقاتل اعداء المسلمين من وراه ويتقى به اللهم مكننا من اقامه هذه الدوله واجعلنا من جنودها وشهودها يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم اكرمنا بوعدك وعجل لنا بنصرك اللهم انتصر لاهل فلسطين والكشمير والبرما والشام واليمن وكل مكان يا من بيده حسن تدبير اللهم عنا على إقامة دولة الخلافة الراشدة عاجلا غير عاجل خلافة يعز بها الإسلام وأهله ويذل بها الكفر وأهله اللهم تقبل أعمالنا واجعلها خالصة لوجهك لوجهك الكريم يا أرحم الراحمين ويا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم آمين اللهم آمين اللهم آمين والحمد لله رب العالمين عيد مبارك وكل عام وانتم بخير جزاكم الله خيرا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Thank you for listening to this podcast Podcasts on current events Islamic guidance Quran tafsir and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.